0: Friends, welcome back to Be Well, the podcast. Brought to you by the Alchemy of Hope Institute, where keeping us authentic and being well is priority. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Be Well, the podcast. It's been a quick minute, hasn't it? (laughs) Uh, my name is Jen and I am so happy and grateful to be here with you today on this Monday May 10th and here in the northwest it's gorgeous it's crisp and the sun is shining and it's like the world up here is finally awake getting ready for of mind body and spirit how is everyone feeling How's everyone doing? What's going on in your neck of the woods? Oh, man. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's been it's been a really it's been a long time since I've done an episode where it's just been me without a meditation or something else. I really have been sitting with what's on my heart and what's on my mind. And so I'm titling this Monday Musings. Really, in preparation of the new moon tomorrow, because I'm going to be announcing really the first big event workshop that I've done since COVID. And this will be, it's going to be an amazing workshop. And without giving too much away, I just wanted to get some questions, some musings off of my mind and see if they resonate with you. And, you know, as always, as we start these episodes, I am consulting the divine. Um, Not that the divine is telling us things that we don't already know, but the divine has this really beautiful, serendipitous way of shining a light on that which we need to focus on for validation, for reflection, for space and time. So I'm using this deck that I love so much. It is a new deck that I'm working with and it is a crystal deck. And this is called Crystal Spirits. And this is a Colette Baron reed deck, which I love Colette Baron reed So if you're listening by the grace of God, I so love, love your work. And let's just pull a card and see what happens. Guided by the divine. And maybe really reflecting. What guides you? Are you a tarot person? Are you an oracle card reader? Are you into prayer? What really allows for you to quiet the mind and tune into spirit? And this is a crystal called, I think it's demortierite, D-U-M-O-R-T-I-E-R-I-T-E. And I am not familiar with this crystal, but here's what it says. It says organization, orderliness, clutter, clearing, and list making. Not all plans will come to fruition, but in the planning, we learn so much. Have you worked out your plans, making lists and organizing your thoughts? Do more to writes Spirit's message is for you to take the ideas in your mind and commit them to paper in an orderly fashion for you supported right now in the structuring plans that will help you achieve the fulfillment and healing you seek. Your mental discipline is enhanced now, so pull out your journal and write your to-do items. Draw arrows and pictures that help you prioritize and acknowledge what is most important to you and what needs to be on the low priority end of your list. Do More to Write spirit wants you to know that you will feel stronger and more confident once you start working out your ideas on paper, and right now, your power to put it all together in a way that works for you is at its peak. Commit to organizing your ideas today for the conscious universe wants you to know that you are better at this planning stuff than you might think. And one of the things I love about this deck is it has a essential meaning, a relationship message, a prosperity message, and a crystal spirit meditation. The relationship message talks about, now is a perfect time to journal about your thoughts and feelings when it comes to the people you care about. If challenging emotions come up, be secure in knowing that the divine guidance is there for you and that the conscious universe wants you to be happy. The prosperity message talks about divine guidance as it's yours right now, the ability to think through and plan how you'll secure prosperity. Make it real by writing, knowing that finances are not out of your control simply because you don't have complete certainty about a situation. And the Crystal Spirit Meditation is all about clearing the third eye and crown chakras of the chakra system. This stone is beneficial to wear on days when brain fog is an issue and clarity is required. So I could not love this more. I could not love this more. So this is Demorturite. And if I'm saying this wrong, please somebody correct me. Um, today our moon is in Aries and today is the day to create it in order to act. Aries will fill you with energy and determination. However, there is no need to rush. Due to an overabundance of energy, people can be irritable and aggressive. So be patient. Direct your forces in the right direction. Yeah. And then it talks about the moon is responsible for femininity. So Monday is a gentle, calm day dedicated to emotions and the subconscious. I love this. Really getting ready for the new moon and the new moon is what's guiding my creative process, which is a a workshop that I will be releasing tomorrow on the new moon as we get ready to release the things that do not serve us. There are lots of full moon rituals. I'm really digging into the new moon ish new moon rituals and really talks about preparation and really kind of organizing kind of going on along with this card really prepping spaces and creating ritual around space and purification and really letting go of the habits and the patterns that don't serve our highest good and that's really what is on my heart is is these these two really clear Ideologies of every choice that we make, we're either healing ourselves or harming ourselves. And they seem really simple. It seems really intuitive. It seems really accessible, but it's not. It's not. And so the way that I work is always mind, body, spirit, or spirit, body, mind, and really thinking about looking at the body. So I've, I have gone through kind of this huge metamorphosis because I had a barrage of health problems over the summer that have kind of catalyzed me, catapulted me into this big deep dive into self and body awareness, body healing, and how my energy, my narrative, how everything I do, my body is listening. She is listening and she tells me things that i either listen to or not so really thinking about you know healing and harming and as i was going through these health issues and my health issues were really around my heart i was having really chronic heart palpitations where i was sleeping with ice on my heart and my throat to try and calm down my heart rate i was in and out of a cardiologist's office with a heart monitor trying to figure out what was going on and at the same time doing some really deep inner child work and, ob- and knowing not at the time not at the time but knowing now those things were all connected at the time i was kind of angry at my body for not getting with the program you know as i've said before on many other episodes i'm a full-time educator teaching on zoom remotely I don't have time to, to get a Zoom sub. <laughs> I don't have time to not be at my best, so I'm teaching through all of this. But it created this place where ritual was cultivated. I started meditating more. I started quieting myself more. I started journaling more. I love the chakra system. I love the energy centers of the body and I love the auric field and a very healthy dose of what I call the woo, the the physical and metaphysical forces in our lives. And so as I was creating that ritual, I kept hearing to go into the heart, deep into heart healing and knowing what lives there is inner child work and then finding more and more and more and more. And as I started to try and take some semblance of control, I started to learn a lot about myself. I started to learn that I am, even after all this time, a food addict. And what that that really means for me is I'm a sugar addict. Anybody else raising their hand right now? Um... I really had never categorized myself or even looked at myself as a sugar addict, but I am a sugar addict and my sugar of choice is carbohydrates, uh, the starchier, the better that can all whittle down and digest in the body as sugar and they don't like me. They, yeah, they don't like me. It creates really addictive, really um, physical symptoms when I partake because my pattern is that I don't have any moderation so it's all or nothing and when it's nothing I've been punitive and when it's all I've still been punitive but in a bingy I'm gonna eat until it's gone kind of way and my heart was having none of it my heart was having none of it and so I had to well I didn't have to I think we all, to some degree, when our bodies start speaking and we feel powerless, try and find some semblance of control, try and find some way where we can feel like we're making an impact with ourselves. And so I, with that ritual, with the meditation, with the movement, with the, the quieting of the mind, just made the choice. It's time, Jen. It's time to get rid of the bullshit that does not serve your highest good in your life. And that started with some of the food I was eating and that started with some of the drinks I was drinking. And as per my cardiologist, the two things that had to go were alcohol and caffeine. I know, I know I mourn coffee. I'm a, I can do decaf, but I mourn coffee. Um, the alcohol was difficult at first, but not because of the alcohol. It's because of the sugar. The, what it what it whittles down to, and I was I had a physical addiction and a psychological addiction to the sugar and the alcohol. So I started to take things away, and then I started to make different swaps, it's really changing my lexicon about restriction, not restricting, doing a pivot, and that for me is a more healing act than the words "I can't have that" or yeah, I'm, I can't have that, or I'm bad if I have that, which was really strong language of my childhood. We were either good when we were on plan or we were bad when we were off plan. And good meant skinny and bad meant fat. And I could go on a whole other episode about that. The reason that I'm bringing that up is because there will be a segment in my release tomorrow around body intention and intuition living that way and having it pervade every area of our lives when we turn down the noise and turn up intentional intuition and one of the things that I've come across and it's it's I'm willing to look at it because I know that there's a healthy dose of my own shit here But I'm in lots of different support groups. I'm in support groups where I have autoimmune diseases and conditions, and I'm in lots of autoimmune groups around food and weight loss. Um, I'm also steroid dependent because of the autoimmune conditions. Now, granted, what I will say is since this journey, not only have I gotten my heart back on track, I've been able to reduce some of my medications, and I've Taken away close to 45 pounds this time around. And I am committed to having this be my last time around at going through this gaining, losing, gaining, losing weight. And whether you're a man, a woman, whether you are claiming binary or alternative genders, we can all find a connection around that yo yo, around that roller coaster of having that number on the scale or the size of our pants equate to our worth and this is all about flipping the script about that so circling back to my groups there are lots of um, comments by amazing individuals on very difficult journeys because just to give you a little background the two big autoimmune conditions i have are Hashimoto's thyroiditis and Addison's disease, which is the double failure of both of my adrenal glands. Now, I was diagnosed in 1990, and I think the last time I talked about this, really in any depth, was probably my first episode or even the intro teaser to Be Well, the podcast. People with Addison's disease have a really, really hard time because the number one thing that they have to get on is steroids. And we all know what happens when your body goes on steroids, even though it's an anti-inflammatory, for whatever reason, we inflame. And it takes the body a while to kind of balance out what this synthetic form of hormone is really doing for our bodies. I was 15 at the time. I was at a point in time where if I was going to get diagnosed and having to have my body balance, That's not a terrible time because I was a teenager and my body bounced back pretty quickly, but nobody tells you what to do with the food. Nobody talks about steroid dependent human beings and the influence of white sugar, white flour, processed carbohydrates and processed foods. There's some chemistry, there's some type of bonding that goes on in the cells where if you're not eating certain things, you will just expand and expand and expand and then there comes the secondary autoimmune responses like type 2 diet issues, et cetera, et cetera. so people that are newly diagnosed with what i have have a ginormous amount of difficulty getting their body back in balance and to boot steroids whether it's prednisone, hydrocortisone, dexamethasone, cause these very, very intense phantom hunger cravings. And those hunger cravings are in the form of carbohydrate. And there is some, some chemistry physiology that goes down with the ingestion of steroids. And it takes a long time to get that balance. So a lot of the people that I am in support group with don't aren't able to work. They're not able to hold a full-time job. Some of them can't get out of bed. A lot of them have issues with weight gain and weight loss and trying to find foods that work. And just to give you some background on that. So one of the things that I'm, I'm, I hear a lot in my support groups is don't beat yourself up if you go off plan don't beat yourself up if you if you give in to the cravings don't beat yourself up if you if you binge and immediately when i read that i kind of had this like knee jerk reaction of defense mechanism and of course whenever we have defense mechanisms it's a really good time to look in the mirror <laughs> so i'm looking in the mirror and i spent a lot of my life that way i spent a lot of my life Not beating myself up over, over overeating, binging, or eating until I'm numb. And you know what? That's not even correct. I beat myself up, but not in the way that I was taking it to mean when I read that comment. I was what was called a non-purging bulimic where I would binge and then I'd starve. And um, both games were on point. Both games were on point. Um, highest weight I've been, I'm 5'1". The highest weight I've been is 210. The lowest weight I've been is 84. Um, it's been a journey to be on both sides of that continuum with a autoimmune disease that requires steroids because they just kind of amplify everything on in either extreme. But the question as I listened to myself this time around looking at that those kind of big pillars of am i healing am i harming and really looking at indulgence as a form of harm because for the life for my lifetime i'd always looked as indulgence as a form of healing i'm going to give this to myself I lost a hundred pounds. I'm going to give myself a cheesecake. <laughs> and even as I say that, I'm thinking, I really believed I was helping myself during that time. And where I am right now is there are so many ways to use healing foods to indulge, to find that middle ground where you're not Har- harming yourself and really the big question is is that gift of that cheat meal or that night off or that that night out at the bar where you drink until you blackout is that indulgence is that gift really a gift or is it the programming that we've been exposed to all of our lives and that's what I'm holding And I'm holding this as always with the four agreements in mind, not making assumptions, doing our best. Don't take anything personally and be impeccable with your word. So as I say this, as I have this open dialogue, what I'm really saying is that this may be true for just me and that's okay. If, if there are people, in the world that really feel different than how I feel. I open and welcome that dialogue, but just asking the question for the sake of creating an intentional, intuitive life, is that really a gift? And the answer for myself is no. Now I'm not saying that there's not room for integration or moderation, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what that looks like. For today, that looks like putting really healing foods in my body, listening to when my body wants to stop eating, and really being cognizant, like that's a whole other piece of when is full, full? Do we eat until we can't fit in our pants or we have to undo a button? It's such a puzzle to really like, it's been such a puzzle for me to look and see healing, harming, especially with my body. Because it's, my body has been through a lot. She's been through a lot. She's been through a a good chunk of food addiction, a good chunk of eating disorders, um, a good healthy bout of over alcohol consumption And a a side side order of punishment and punitive behavior with exercise. She's been through a lot. And when I say that out loud, no wonder my heart was like, screw you, Jen, we're out. Are you paying attention? Knock, knock, here we come. (laughs) You know, and once I started to pay attention, those things started to really illuminate. And so now I have all these layers of questions. And I know that I'm not alone. I have lots of conversations about with, with lots of different people who are on that path of reclaiming balance and harmony to their body. And what does that look like on the external level? What are we putting into our bodies? So I am open and really looking for some dialogue here. And if you have some thoughts, please email me at SoGenYoga at gmail.com. This really is something that I'm passionate about. And then really moving up because these are all my musings. So my questions for the most part are unanswered until I hear from you. Moving up into mind. And let me tell you, gosh, when we think about harming or healing our mind, the first thing that comes to me is narrative is narrative and overthinking i don't know about you but i probably could get paid to overthink for somebody else (laughs) (laughs) and you know energetically what do we know happens when we're in our prefrontal cortex and we're overthinking we throw out our earth um our third eye chakra excuse me and we throw out all of those divine messages we throw out all of that inner compass and we just get stuck in the cerebral spin cycle of past narrative. And it is so interesting to sit in quiet and monitor and gently inventory my narrative of what happens in my mind and how, and, and really going back to the four agreements because that's where assumptions come in. That's where the impeccability of our word comes in. And then it just spirals. And then we do take everything personal and then we don't do our best. And then we're just kind of like a big bag of, ah! <laughs> so how do we intentionally, intuitively heal our mind? And the, as hokey and corny as it sounds, the number one thing is for me, affirmation and mantra. Affirmation and mantra. And it's a simple thing that goes a really long way, but it takes an enormous amount of effort to do that, to stop. And even going back into um, Manjeet Russell's one, two, three, four, five, your life, put your hands up, stop and pause and breathe and then unpack. It takes effort and to some degree, it may even seem on the surface, it's just way quicker to deal with the overthinking or the narrative that comes up and just to push it aside, except pushing that stuff aside is numbing. And when we numb the bad, we're numbing the good too. And so my my real question is like, wh- I mean, we're still in a pandemic. So I spend a lot of time by myself, ironically, not realizing that I really love to spend time my, by myself. But as I spend time by myself and really know that there's no one else around, there's nothing happening, it's me and my narrative. What is happening here? What is going on? Where I've been creating and concocting stories in my head about how other people feel or how other people think, and I haven't even seen anyone in months. <laughs> I You know, so like there it is, really looking at how do we heal, how do we put healing nourishment into our mind on a deep level, like pineal gland level, where we're getting into the good stuff, we're getting into the intuition, we're getting into the messages, we're getting in and traveling down the vagus nerve, I mean the good stuff. And I don't have the answer yet, but I am so passionate about holding space for this question. And then finally, thinking about how do we heal our spirit? How do we connect with spirit? How do we do that in an intuitive, intentional way that heals that doesn't create pockets of comparativism or competitivism, that doesn't create situations where one person is the prophet and one person is the disciple. Because I'm sure I've done this, whether I've been in a yoga class, whether I've been in a coaching session, whether I've been in a friendship or relationship where I have elevated the person I care about the most onto a pedestal not realizing that there's room on, for, on that pedestal for me. And then subconsciously creating competition and comparativism and then just spiraling into a global shitstorm of bullshit from there. <laughs> and if I connect with spirit, whatever that means, maybe I'm on my knees and I pray Maybe I'm running to Tibetan singing bowls, which I admit I do run to the to low sounds of Tibetan singing bowls. That's another episode. <laughs> whether that's singing or using music, whether that's journaling or poetry, whether that's pulling cards or talking to a loved one, how do we sustain a healing relationship with spirit? where we're not knocking our chakras out of alignment and then violating those four agreements creating drama with the people that we care about the most. Whew. Right? It's juicy. <laughs> it's juicy stuff, friends. So this is really just kind just my musings, my questions and if you want more, stay tuned tomorrow, check out my Instagram or check out my your my mailing list. And if you're not on my mailing list and would like to be, you can email sojonyoga at gmail.com and just shoot me a little email and I'll put you on our circulation and distribution list. Um, this is a, a integrated, intuitive, intentional workshop that is digging into these questions for your highest good at your highest vibration so that you can live intentionally so that you can live juicy so that you can be well. And that's whether you're with me or without me. That is whether you are doing things that I agree with or I disagree with because it doesn't matter. What matters is the space is being held for exploration and reflection to occur so that you can go out and be your best self. I know. I know, right? It is. It is a lot. And I'm so happy to say that I've been sitting with this in my belly and in meditation and in journaling and really am finding such a gentle and fun and lighthearted way to dig into this. And bonus, there will be snacks and crafts as well. <laughs> so I'm very, very excited to share all of this with you. So stay tuned. And if you have any ahas or any anything that came up for you and you'd like to dialogue, please connect with me. My my, This podcast is is so ready and so waiting for more dialogue with you, more connection with you, and hearing what you really want to discuss and talk about, and knowing that your ideas are absolutely needed. Your voice is absolutely needed. So please, if you are inclined, connect with me. Let's take a breath together. Let's all take a big, beautiful cleansing inhale and open up your mouth, sigh it out. And as as this podcast episode comes to a close, maybe allowing some time to let these ideas, these questions, these musings sink into your cells and see what pops up for you. I hope you have a beautiful day, a beautiful rest of your evening and your week. And as always... Be well.